Hey everyone, this is Matt Reynolds, the president and founder of Spirit and Truth, and I want to thank you for listening to the Spirit and Truth podcast. Uh, we are so grateful to connect with you. The, today, before we begin our episode, I just wanted to uh, share this special message and just ask you to consider prayerfully partnering with our ministry through giving. I don't know if you know this or not, but Spirit and Truth is a standalone 501c3, and everything that we do as a ministry, from our uh, church equipping to all of our resources like Firebrand Magazine to our global partnership and church planting in places like Kenya, all of it is made possible through individuals just like you and through churches who believe in our mission to help raise up more and more people who are empowered by the Spirit, rooted in the truth, and mobilized for the mission. And so we're in a critical time of fundraising right now as a ministry, and we'd love for you to prayerfully consider becoming one of our ministry partners. If you'd like to do that, you can go to spiritandtruth.life slash give, and we would appreciate anything that you might be able to give, either a one-time gift or even becoming a monthly ministry partner. All of the information is available there on the website. Again, thanks so much. Thanks in advance for partnering with us in this in this mission to see the church really become fully alive, both in the U.S. and around the globe. Uh, we love you, and we, we appreciate getting to partner with you. Welcome back to the Spirit and Truth Podcast. I'm Maggie Ulmer, and on today's episode, we're joined by a guest. Pastor Rob Ulmer, my husband, joins us as we reflect on the season of Advent and what we're hearing from the Lord. It's a great conversation, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Hello, and welcome back to the Spirit and Truth Podcast. I'm Maggie Ulmer, and I am here with some lovely people. We're going to have some introductions. Matt Reynolds. Emma Winchester. And Robert Ulmer. Yay! We Rob. have a guest. <laughs> Robert. Hello. Hello. That's very official of you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna give the listeners a heads up now. We are we are right before Christmas and it's a little punchy in here. <laughs> well, we did just eat cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and Thai food. I didn't have any time, food. <laughs> yeah, you came too late to the party. <laughs> <laughs> but we are, we're here, and we're, uh, as Matt said, we've got our favorite pastor here. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I said. You're very kind. Robbie Ulmer. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Lord. And we're just going to talk about, um, what are we going to talk about? Well, it's almost Christmas. We are, um, yeah, we're at the last week of advent mm -hmm. and it's about love so <laughs> we invited rob that we love to come and <laughs> spend some time with us and so let's uh wow. actually i just I, i'd like to just talk about advent kind of reflect on advent as a whole and rob what how's the lord been speaking to you this advent and then we'll kind of like, we'll work our way to Christmas. But what have you been sensing from the Lord? And how have you seen God at work uh, during this Advent season? Um, well, Advent is always a, I, always, I love Advent. I always look forward to Advent. Um, it comes with extra things, you know, as, as a pastor, things that you have to take into consideration, little details. Um, but I, I, I love the season of Advent. Um, the the sense of excitement anticipation that comes with it it's always wonderful uh and so what's been got what's 
Yeah, what have you been sensing from the Lord in the midst of this Advent season? He's been talking to me a lot about new seasons, new year, like Advent is beginning with new year, but he's been talking to me a lot about uh, I'm doing a new thing. I've been meditating a lot on Abraham, actually, um, and Sarah, and he's led me to, I've been reading through the life of Abraham and reading through the life of Sarah and how it's made me reflect on the fact that Advent is about waiting for a birth, you know, and what that means uh, for God to birth something new in you and in your life, um, for Christ to, to come through in your life in new ways. So I've been focusing a lot on that um, and asking the Lord to give me faith, actually, um, like Abraham, to be able to step into the new things that he has. Uh, faith is the faith is the key faith is the key so you know the uh, the 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 weeks of advent each kind of have a traditional theme attached to, to them yeah do you know where did that where did that come from do you know i'm sort of putting you out on the spot but how this last week how did that become love week i i have no idea is do you think that we should probably have looked that up beforehand but I don't know if that's like an old thing or a modern thing or not, but, um, you know, we have these themes of joy and peace and love. What's the first one? Hope. Hope. Hope, that's right, yeah. Um, I mean, certainly those are all beautiful things and, like, you know, uh, truths that we find in Scripture, but I guess somehow they've become uh, four different themes that have defined this season. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think that, uh, sorry, I just did a quick Google search because, I, oh, excuse me. I would guess the Catholic church. Like that's, you know, <laughs> that'd be my guess. Bless you. Thank you. I'm Bless. sneezing over here. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I just did a quick Google search because that's one of those things where you're like, let me Google this. Mm-hmm. And it said that, Advent as a liturgical season in the church, surely it, they they think that it was a result of fixing the date of Chris, Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, as for the themes, there's no sort of like, there's no official start. Sort of just became just the meditations yeah. of Advent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that when I was growing up in the Catholic church, the third Sunday was called Gaudete Sunday, which means joy. Rejoicing yeah. Sunday, and it was a pink candle. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's and, the only candle that's different. And the reason for that was you're halfway through, like as as you go through hope and you go through peace, and the candles are purple, and it's you know there's a, a type of heaviness about that as you're waiting, but then you get to the middle as you're anticipating Christ coming, mm-hmm. you get to this moment in the halfway where it's like let's rejoice, we're halfway through, yeah. like you can't wait, we're almost there. That's you awesome. Know? Yeah. 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 So that's I, th- I know sometimes people sometimes people call like the pink candle the Mary candle or whatever it is and and really that's it's just Gaudete Sunday it's about joy, wow. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'll, it's funny because as you were saying that it reminded me of that verse, but shouts of joy come mm-hmm. in the morning, mm-hmm. and um, you know all through Advent is the season of darkness and waiting, and then the birth of Christ is this dawning light yeah. into. Mm-hmm into history and creation and anyway it's beautiful yeah and all throughout especially the gospel of luke you know the the narrative is just rejoicing is all throughout it you know and um and so is hope so is peace and so is love 
So what do you think, uh, you know, whether it's with those themes or something else, what are we supposed, what are Christians supposed to get out of this Advent season? Like what, it, hmm. what should we be drawn into? Um, well, we should be drawn into the idea that Christ is the, the, th- the three kind of arrivals of Christ, right? So we've got the first, he came as a baby. The second, he's coming as a king, riding upon the clouds. Um, and the, the third is the way he comes to us every day right now in the present sense. The idea is that we are, oh, we are preparing and awaiting for Christ. So, so we live into what it means to wait with anticipatory joy, you know. Um, I think at, for me, Advent is a practice of learning how to wait mm-hmm. on God. Mm-hmm. And, and, but to do so with anticipation. So to, as we're told in scripture, to wait, um, <laughs> as we, <laughs> we are, we are told to wait, um, to learn how to wait well, you know? Yeah. So all throughout scripture, we see like these things in the Psalms, you know, wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord. Right. And it's an act of waiting. And that's what I feel like Advent is a good practice of is active waiting. Well, uh, Emma, what, you, what have you been learning in the midst of this season of waiting? Anything that the Lord is speaking to you about? Hmm. Um, in the season of waiting. Oh, gosh. Um, I think, Rob, you just kind of brought up a point that I am kind of for the first time really pressing into, which is like waiting is not passive. You know, it's not just it's not just like sitting and being still, although that is a part of waiting. It's also active and it requires a type of preparation, at least in the Advent season. And so like how to wait and be still and uh, be quiet and to do that kind of silence and solitude and, you know, the first two weeks of Advent being heavier or darker. And then but then also doing the things that the Lord is asking you to do to prepare. Because very practically, I mean, Mary and Joseph, they weren't just waiting passively. They had to actively prepare for a baby, you know. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. all of the parents in the world know what that's like. But so it's like a both and. There is a kind of stillness and there's also a kind of participation. And so I think... Um, this year that has been something that the Lord has talked to me about really the past few months, which is, you know, to wait on the Lord, to wait for his instruction, to wait for him to invite you into an act of participation. And then when he does doing it, you know, Mm. trusting and being dependent and uh, looking forward to something, but then also it not being there yet. And so I think that those are kind of the two spaces that I am like trying to live in between yeah I mean I, I would say very similarly I mean you know obviously I'm married to Rob and um so if he is talking and thinking a lot about Abraham and Sarah then so am I <laughs> and, uh, this is also an episode on marriage <laughs> <laughs> no but it, it's interesting because I, I think that one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about are promises, you know, because, you know, you just turned 40, Matt. Thank, thank you for <laughs> reminding me. And so as, and you know, I'm 45, Rob's 44. Um, are you 44? 
I'm 35. Whatever. (laughs) Yes, I'm I'm 44. That's right. Well, you know, like when you get to this point in your life and you've been in ministry for a while and not just ministry too, like just as a human being, you have lived enough life to know what it's like to have things that you want and desire and, and dreams and things like that. And so, and if you think about where the people of Israel were at that time, I mean, this is a people who have persevered in it or not you know as the case may be depending on you know who you're asking but they have been waiting on a promise this child is a promised child and so um as conversations about abraham and sarah have been going on in our household i've just been thinking a lot about the things that the lord has spoken to me over the course of my whole life and there's this thing that happens when you get to this middle point in your life, you start to just be like, well, where am I and how much time is left? And you know, what promises are happening or not happening? And I'll just say, I was praying, um, uh, yesterday and today, this morning, I felt like the Lord was talking to me about promises and what the nature of promises are. And, and the, he was talking to me about the trap sometimes that we fall into and, that we think that the promise is the thing, the fulfillment of the promise is the thing, but Jesus is always the thing. Mm. And that is part of why, you know, he asks Abraham to put Isaac on the altar. And so he was just talking to me a lot about, about the fulfillment of promises. And also there's, I feel like I can say this, I don't know, but you know, I'm sure people will correct me here at this table um, and they should, but I feel like there's always a time in, in the season of a promise when the Lord asks you to lay it down and just says, I, am I the thing, you know, and you have to just be like, okay, yes, you are the thing more than anything else. You are the thing. And, you know, so that's been very like pressing on me this Advent because I have a lot of my own things that I'm like turning over and but also just in terms of the life of the church. Like if you think about our tribe, the Methodist people, whatever, I feel like this is a season where people are feeling like, aha, God's faithfulness has come to pass. There's been a promise that's been fulfilled, but the promise is not the thing. Jesus is the thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how do you negotiate that next thing? Like how do you celebrate the promise, give glory to God, and then also always always worship jesus always always lay everything down before the lord anyway that's what he's been talking to me about hmm. rabbi noticed you were uh you were digging in your bible there did you have something something that uh, you wanted to share um the the word uh wait you know there's a couple of different words in the bible for wait but the word wait is all throughout the Psalms where the, the writer is, is either instructing us or saying to himself, you know, wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord. And at the end of, um, Psalm 27, it says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Mm -hmm. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And the idea, like if you look at the meaning of the Hebrew word, it means to wait with hope. 
as, as Emma was talking about, this idea of it's not passive, you know, but it has this hope in it, this hope that's connected to it, that it's going to happen. Like, so, there's, so there's a, it's not a weight like, like, oh man, this would be so great if it did happen. Yeah. It's a weight like, it's going to happen. I have an assurance. When he says, I remain confident of this, I will see the goodness mm-hmm. of the Lord in the land of the living. And the land of the living is not heaven. It's right now. Mm-hmm. It's, and that's, that's part of his point. The land of the living is not like a, oh, that one day. It's actually, this is the land of the living. And he, the, the psalmist is confident, I will see him now. Mm-hmm. And so wait upon the Lord. Wait upon his goodness. Wait upon his character. You know, wait upon, um, this is a verse that's been in my head lately from Hebrews 11, where it says that Abraham reasoned that um, uh, Isaac could be, that God could yeah. bring back someone from the dead. And so he's reasoning by faith, right? Yeah. So he's calculating mm-hmm. based on God's character. And so what, what he's doing is, and what the psalmist is doing is he's allowing the character of God to change the way he thinks right. and the way he lives. And he's reasoning it. And that's very important that, that if we live in faith and we live as a people of hope and we live as a waiting people, actually we are re- reasoning. But our reason is not linked into fatalism, yeah. which is what the human movement usually is, right? It's usually we have creation, you know, birth, then we have life, and then we have death. And that's fatalistic. In the Christian view, we actually don't have that view. We have creation, we have birth, we have life, we have tribulation, we have hard stuff, we have death, and then we have resurrection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the end game, right? So we calculate based on that. Um, so Abraham did that, and this psalmist is doing that. I, I, I reason that because of who God is and what he's done before, that I am confident that I will see the Lord. And so I wait upon him actually with hope, with joy, with and even when I'm when I'm crying in my tears, I still wait. I still worship. I still come to my knees. Yeah. And and I I reason that I can even come to Him with all my hard stuff and mm-hmm. difficult stuff. So then so then at the end in Psalm one forty seven, this amazing Psalm, uh, in verse ten and eleven, it's talking about God says His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor His delight in the legs of the warrior. Right. God's pleasure is not in your ability. That's good. So, yeah, I just want to hold on to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? God's pleasure is not in your ability. He's not in the in the weapons you have, meaning like the 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 things you have, the abilities you have, the, the skills, strength, the skills you have. His it's not in the strength of the horse. We have some strong horses. Lord's like that's not my where my listen to it. That's not where my pleasure is. Right? I love that. My pleasure is not in the delight of the legs of the warrior. Here's what he says. The Lord delights in those who fear him. The Lord delights who put their hope in his unfailing love. Mm-hmm. And the word for hope there is the same word for wait, who wait on his faithfulness. The Lord delights. He has pleasure in those who wait on him. Mm-hmm. That's what brings him joy, right? So it's not what you achieve, but it's who you wait upon. Yeah. You know? I just think that's, that's amazing. That's what Advent's about. We're learning actually to reason with faith to wait upon Jesus, not upon anything else. Now, if we can live our life that way, where I actually live my life by waiting upon Jesus and not on anything else, which is kind of what you're talking about, Maggie, like that is, that's a transformed life. Yeah. That's a renewed mind. Yeah. Amen. What about you, Matt? What's the Lord talking to you about? Uh, I think there's some similar things that, that you 
that you all have shared. Um, you know, I'm always struck in this season of, it's a season of um, preparation also. Like, yeah. you know, the, the second part of what Emma was sharing is like the the waiting, but then there is actual, there's an activeness to it. Yeah. And in order to make room for a, a child, you have to do stuff. You have to like, you have to change your life in order to accommodate what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same in our life with Christ. Like there is a preparation that is required and an active making of room that is required if Jesus is going to sort of be born in his fullness in your life. Yeah. And so I think that's what the stuff I've just been sensing from the Lord, even just in my own reflection about like, will you will you do the things that actually you know make the space that is necessary in order to receive all that i have for you yeah Hmm. that's difficult (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i mean i the the parallels between you know with the christmas story and and the arrival of a child and sort of the spiritual life i mean they they go pretty deep i think but as you prepare to receive uh, a child in your life as a parent, the sacrifice is actually pretty significant. Yeah. I mean, oh, and there's yeah. a lot of ways that a child really does mess up your life. You know what I mean? Like, like it, everything is different. I mean, you, you have to, um, you just, you can't do the things that you did before. Yeah. There are other things that you have to do because another human's life depends on you now. Like everything changes. Uh, and yet it's one, it's the most beautiful and rewarding thing that, you know, that I think I've ever experienced in, in this world. And so there is a reward and a joy and a blessing to it all, but it doesn't mean that it's easy. Yeah. One of the things that I've been thinking about too, about this Advent season and then is that the nature of, there's so much preparation that you can do in Advent you know, there's like Emma, you were talking about the type of active participating waiting, you know, that Mary and Joseph did as they were waiting for Jesus to be born. But then, like you're saying, Matt, the truth is, is that when the baby comes, the day before the baby comes is radically different than the day the baby yeah. is there. And and it's not like other changes in our lives where we sort of ramp up to it. It's like one day there's a baby, uh, like one day there's not a baby, then there's a baby. And everything's different yeah and i think i'm like that's something that i've been asking myself as as a christian just like what is what is the significance of this stark moment you know one day the messiah was not there then he was there Mm. yeah there's something i think there should be something about advent that is quite startling actually yeah like it should kind of shake us a little bit that you just can't go on about your everyday life like nothing's happened when god himself literally showed up in human form like that's Mm -hmm. not like a oh that's nice that's a that's a cute story and then you just kind of go on with your life like no this is this is earth-shaking news you know this should freak us out a little bit i mean i don't know how (laughs) else to say it but like 
there's a and you know in the verse that you read about the lord delights in those who fear him you know and when i think about uh, the real nature of fearing god there is this mm-hmm. sense of like kind of shock and awe yeah. like whoa whoa yeah this is real yeah you know like you are who you say you are and i can't just go on like nothing's happened and right now i mean we are awaiting him to come right now even as we meet around a table where two or three are gathered in his name we should be fully aware that he's like i want to move Mm. and then we should be fully aware that he's coming back yeah. And that should have a sense of awe and wonder, but also a, a holy fear about it. That are we prepared? Yeah. Are we preparing, you know, as a people? Yeah. Um, that's part of uh, Advent too, you know. So I, th- I think sometimes it can be easy to look back and think of Advent as a sentimental memory. Wasn't this a great story when he came? But it really is also a sign and a wonder that he is coming again yeah. and he's coming right now. And that, and that is really, for me, that's a big one. That's like, cause we can talk about the second coming and we do. And people are like, they're all into it for like a minute. And then you go back to the grocery store and whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. but the truth is that he could meet you in the grocery store, that he could meet you at home, that he can meet you. I mean, being prepared for that, you know, that is a, a holy, a holy thing. Yeah. I think. That was actually going to be my next question because I think about how Jesus told the disciples to go and wait for the Mm -hmm. promised Holy Spirit. And so they go and they wait and then Pentecost happens. And so what does, you know, you kind of just touched on this, Rob, but like what does waiting look like for us now with the Holy Spirit? What does preparation look like for us now? Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, I, th- I I mean, oh my gosh. Uh, there's a lot. You know, it, it, first of all, there's the basic things of walking in the life with God. So um, you you pray, you read scripture, you, you kind of make ready your awareness of him so that one, you don't miss him throughout the day. Yeah. You know, he's... He's arriving throughout the day in your life through people, through thoughts, through all kinds of ways. He's, he desires to be with you throughout the day. So prayer and scripture and worship and just the, the Christian life, the daily cruciform life helps you do that, right? As you kind of follow him and you, you bend to him, you surrender to him, then you can learn to hear his voice better, to see him better, all of that. Um, but then I think there's another piece to that which is a radical sense of expectation mm. that of anticipation that today God's going to meet me somewhere, you know, in my life. And I want to be prepared and ready for that. Um, I want to be open to that. So like you guys texted me, what, like 20 minutes ago, <laughs> you were like, don't, like don't, that. let's not give that away. No, 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 no. <laughs> and uh, I was in my office and you're like, what's, what's going on? I got a text from my wife and then suddenly a text from Emma and then a text from Matt. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on here? So then, and it was great. I was like, okay, let's go down. So I get down here and um, what's part of, you asked me the question about, you know, the four Sundays of Advent. I don't know the answer to that question, you know? Um, so in one sense, I'm not prepared, but <laughs> But in the other sense, it's like, what does John Wesley say? Be prepared. What does he say? Preach, Preach pray- prayer. 
or die. Or, or, die. or die. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> one, of the, one of the convictions the Lord's put on my heart just in my life is like, you need to always be ready to share the gospel. You need to yeah. always be ready. Like, read, your, read the word. Be ready to talk about it, whether it's on a podcast or whether it's in the grocery store, whatever it is. Be prepared and be ready. And I think that sometimes, I think sometimes we are, we can be, cons- we, I'm just, we can be lazy mm-hmm. and we can be consumers where it's like, well, God won't use me, but that's exactly who he'll use, mm-hmm. right? He'll use Joseph. He'll use Mary. He'll use Zechariah who will make mute and then he'll give him a song, you know, yeah. he'll use Elizabeth, Abraham, Sarah. That is who he will use. People who are say, not only will we say he can't use me, but he'll say, well, it's impossible to use me because I don't fill in the blank, you know? So I think preparation for that is you expect it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You expect that he actually, he desires, his pleasure is in those who wait on, he desires to move in your life and speak through you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, and I think one of the, one of the wonderful things about expectancy is that it does cultivate awareness. Yeah. And then awareness allows you to receive Christ as he comes, not as you wish he was. Yeah. And I think about Anna and Simeon, you know, and I think about the Magi and I think about the shepherds, you know, that these, these sort of, you know, the shepherds are very humble. Um, Anna and Simeon have been waiting. Yeah. And the Magi were, strangers really i mean these were not people who who i mean herod missed it you know what i mean the people who were the the keepers of that that legacy and that um prophecy and that promise they missed it what i mean and here's the reason why because herod thought he was the king right and i think that's a like if you and i think we're the king that's a problem. We're going to miss it every time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, I, th- I think this is, this is the thing I feel like going back to the thing earlier that I feel like the Lord was talking to me about was just like, yes, you know, you know what you've heard in terms of promises. And also you wait for me because I'm telling you how they're going to go. It's yeah. not, you know, like we, you know, when you think you're the king, you miss it. <laughs> yeah. But, it's also just beautiful the way I've been thinking about the Magi a ton because they are from the outside because they're not um, Israelites, but they see the, they read the signs correctly and they mm. come and they worship the Lord Yeah, they do. <laughs> and, and they don't, and they don't sort of despise the humble surroundings of what they find they they know that a new king has been born and they show up to a toddler and a, you know and a young family in a very humble environment and they know what they know and um i think that that's that's just such a good word you know it's like just keep waiting just keep watching you know trust what the lord says be expectant and also receive christ as he comes mm-hmm. Well, our um, our prayer for you all is that this has been a season uh, where you've been able to wait on the Lord and that, you know, his presence has broken through in your yeah. life and that, you know, I know I don't want to, you know, we're almost to Christmas now. I don't want to go through this season sleepwalking. 
Mm-mm. Uh, I want to go through this season eyes wide open and able to see and perceive what the Lord is doing. And so, you know, maybe that's our prayer for you all that are listening to this as you, whether um, you're a pastor and making final preparations for Christmas Eve services and all of that, or or you're just listening and, you know, getting ready for family get-togethers and all of that. Um, would you just make some space uh, to wait on the Lord, to sit with Him, and, um, yeah, perceive His nearness and this startling, sort of shocking reality uh, that this season is supposed to remind us of. Amen. Go ahead, Rob. I just feel like I need to like say this. Do it. Okay. Um, one of the things that I've discovered is I'm reading Abraham, and I, this goes along with what we're talking about, is that the man's name is is Abram, and that means father. And so like like that would be like if if I met you and you said hi, my name is Father, right? So he would have to go around and he'd have to tell people his name is Father, and people would ask him, "Oh, how many kids do you have?" Right? And he would say, "None." And then God comes and calls him Avraham, Abraham, which means great, big father, right? And so he'd have to go around and he'd meet people and say, hi, my name is big father or great father, right? And they'd say, oh my gosh, how many kids do you have? And he'd say, none. Mm-hmm. He had to walk with that name and he had to go through the foolishness of saying his name to people and knowing he had no evidence of it, but he did it in faith, right? It was a name that God placed on him and he walked with waiting hope as he did it. And so one day, you know, he gets the kid. And not only that, but the Lord says, this promise is going to come true. And you won't see all your kids, Mm -hmm. but I've named you this. This is who you are. So walk in that. And so I just think that in this season, like as we're waiting, the other thing we've got to remember is our name. Like as we walk out waiting, right? Our name is is redeemed, saved. Our name is child of God. Our name is loved by God, right? Our name is hopeful ones um and so when we're waiting and walking through that we're not feeling it we're not seeing it we got to say our name to one another and trust that that's the promise that god is going to bring Mm -hmm. right all right friends well that's been our podcast for today and um yeah we love you merry christmas and we'll come back to you at the next conversation